0: I'm going to preface this episode by talking about uh, something that I that I said last episode, but I'm not going to regurgitate all that was last episode, okay? I'm just going to make it real quick, all right? Um, when I talk to like Christians, people who are born again, you know, uh, super spiritual, believe in God basically, and up to and especially Mormons, like especially Mormons, I ask them, Uh, What do you know about the rapture? What do you know about the biblical rapture? The amount of times I've gotten told this answer, right? What is that? I've heard about it. I've heard about the rapture. I I don't know a whole lot about it, but what is that? It slaps me in the face. I mean, three ways to Sunday. It hits me because this is the next big thing in the Bible that's going to happen. It's the most imminent blessed hope that we have, and people don't know about it. This is my criticism to the LDS church. You consider it too controversial in the Bible to talk about, so you don't talk about it. But you're willing to talk about other controversial stuff such as the flood, such as the second coming, um, outer darkness, judgment day, resurrection, even the spirit world. I mean, but you can't talk about the rapture. I mean, give me a break. Come on, man. That's why I left the LDS Church. You don't talk about half the stuff that you should be talking about, and you pin it on the Book of Mormon. Put your Book of Mormon down and open your dang Bible. Seriously, do it, okay? So let's talk about after the rapture. Last episode, I did talk about the rapture. If you want to go and talk, or uh, talk, not talk, listen, listen. Uh, about the rapture, go ahead and listen to last episode and then come back to this episode. We're going to brisk right through this really quick because I do want to get started on this. I just recorded like a 15-minute episode and I just completely butchered it by going completely off topic. So let's uh, let's get into this, okay? So after the rapture happens, after the rapture occurs, right... A certain time period after it occurs. It's not specified in the Bible. The Antichrist, who I believe is on the planet right now, there's always an Antichrist for every generation. For instance, Hitler was their Antichrist. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The Antichrist, to kick off the seven year tribulation, will sign a peace treaty with Israel, right? This is when the seals open. Actually, they probably open beforehand because the Antichrist comes and wages war. He's depicted as let me get my notes right here. The Antichrist, excuse me, rides on a white horse. You ever hear hear the uh, the the horsemen of the apocalypse, right? The six, whatever, the horses. Okay, he's the first one, the right, the one white horse. is the Antichrist, right? Hell and fire. This is the this is the the what's it called the pearl am i getting this right is it the pearl yeah it is the pearl um oh no the seal judgments that's what i was looking for i was like the heck is it called the seal not the pearl the seal judgments the seal judgments the six seal judgments of the tribulation this is the first 3.5 three and a half years of the tribulation It's the seal judgments okay when that first let me get my notes when that first seal is broken this is what's going to happen okay Hail and fire mixed with blood is thrown down upon the earth, burning up a third of the earth's trees and grass. Also, the Antichrist rises to power, signs a peace treaty with Israel, and that kicks off the seven-year tribulation. Also, shortly after that, 144,000 people will say, especially Mormons, they will say, there will only be 144,000 people going to heaven. How far from the truth can you get? That is not true in the slightest. That is God's elect, and that is not the people who are specifically going to heaven in the way of that's the only people going to heaven. That is absolutely absurd in every way. You're telling me out of the billions of billions of maybe even, no, I'm not going to go to trillions, billions of people that have lived from Adam and Eve all the way up to modern-day civilization, there's only going to be 144,000 people going. I mean, bull... Crap. That is ridiculous. I'd say worse. Okay. That is so stupid. It is. It's stupid. Okay. After the 144,000 Jews are sealed, initial world peace. Okay. Surely after that, this is probably part of the second seal. Let's go on to the second seal. Right. Is number two, the second seal, red horse war, representing war, the red horse, right? The apocalypse. Okay. A mountain ablaze is thrown into the sea, turning a third of the sea to blood and killing a third of sea creatures and ships. I feel like it's good that we delve into a little bit the the astronomy physics of the Bible, because the Bible has a lot of symbolism, and a lot of it in Revelations does come off as astronomy. Um, I believe that this is something along the lines of two things. One is an asteroid, meteor, or Uh, Yeah, just an asteroid or meteor. Or two is a volcanic eruption, though this isn't clarified in the Bible. It's just represented as a mountain ablaze. A mountain ablaze is thrown into the sea, turning a third of the sea uh, to blood and killing a third of the sea creatures and ships. So when you go through that, right? A mountain ablaze. A mountain ablaze. Picture a mountain and then set it on fire, right? And then take an asteroid and compare the two. So similar. Borderline similar. You put an asteroid to come into the Earth's uh, atmosphere, it burns up, right? It burns up, and it starts getting on fire. Do you know that some of the asteroids that have hit the Earth that have wiped out countless life have been the size of Mount Everest, and they have the potential to wipe out Manhattan, New York, all in one? I mean, there's continent killers, there's state killers, you know, there's city killers. Then there's whatever smaller than that. But the biggest one that you got is a planet killer, Okay. Planet killers are what you should be scared of. We haven't had one of those in a long, 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 long time since the dinosaurs' extinction, okay? If they went extinct, if that's true, okay? Because I believe that they went out in the flood. But let's continue, okay? Kills a third of the sea creatures and ships, probably meaning or referring to a tsunami and the aftermath of an asteroid hitting the earth, uh, the mountain ablaze hitting the, the sea, okay? Next one is the third seal, the black horse, which is famine, okay? A great star called Wormwood falls from the sky, turning a third of the Earth's rivers and springs bitter, killing many. This could be an asteroid, too. This could be a celestial object hitting the Earth from great deep space. Okay, it says a great star. Now, obviously, if a star hit the planet, we'd be burned up before, you know, it even came to us. But a star in the sense of probably a celestial object, right? Uh, a A lot of the asteroids and stuff that hit us hit the planet do come from something called the Kuiper belt or the Oort cloud even though the Oort cloud is still speculative and and theoretical right a lot of those objects come from deep space happen to come such as halley's comet come from something called the Oort cloud which is in the far regions of our solar system i don't think it's in our solar system i think it's like way out there it's like the farthest our sun's gravity can go Um, because Voyager 1 and 2, those two probes are way past our solar system, so they probably would have passed it by now, or the Kuiper Belt, which is the farthest belt of asteroids. Let's get back into this, okay? So it kills, turning a third of the Earth's rivers and springs bitter, killing many. A lot of famine, okay? You can't even go out to the river because obviously the tribulation being such a horrible time period, you know, you can't buy or sell half the time with the Mark of the Beast. I mean, you go out, this isn't even what the Mark of the Beast set up, you go out and you're trying to, get some water in a river and stuff. Next thing you, you know, it's all bloody and bitter. You can't drink that or else you're going to pass away. You're going to get killed. You're going to get water poisoning. It's so self-explanatory. Uh, the fourth is the pale horse of death. This represents death, the pale horse. Okay, A third of the sky is darkened, blocking a light of sun and the moon and the stars. An eagle announces to the, th- the three woes to the people of the earth. I think the eagle, actually, in translations uh, is an angel, but we'll take it right now as an eagle if that's the case. Um, <coughs> excuse me. This one I want to talk about in depth, okay? A third of the sky is darkened, blocking the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Don't take what I'm saying as literal, okay? Like this is actually going to happen. Don't Don't take that, okay? But I want to give a theory right now. And this is a good theory, okay? I live in Utah, and I'm pretty close to America's... In fact, this is not just America's. It's the planet's largest supervolcano, Yellowstone. If you guys have been to Yellowstone, it's gorgeous up there. I haven't, and I want to. It's beautiful, you know. Um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, the volcano caldera itself is basically, (laughs) it's like a caved in volcano because the last time it erupted, it erupted so bad, it just blew a hole in itself. Um, Yellowstone, I have a prediction that in the tribulation, and I'm probably wrong. I'm probably right. We'll see. It's just up to God and his timing. But I have a prediction that during the tribulation, Yellowstone is going to erupt. Right now, there's no there's no evidence of it, of it erupting like anytime soon, like in the coming days or months or whatever, um, and we're way in advance in predictions. You never know, but if we are delayed an eruption by like four to 800,000 years. We are delayed 400,000 years of an eruption. That's a long, long, long time. It's an extremely long time, and every time it's erupted in the past, that scale of time shortens, Right? It's shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter, shorter, or maybe it gets longer. You'll have to see. But I have a prediction that this might be um, something revolving around Yellowstone. Imagine Yellowstone erupts, right? Everybody within, there's a city in Montana actually right next to Yellowstone that within 30 seconds um, of the eruption, that entire city will be wiped off the face of the earth by like 30 feet. Okay, that should say a lot. All right, I'm in the blast zone. So if that thing was to erupt within probably five minutes of its eruption, I'd be killed. And I live in Utah, right? Anybody in Montana, you might as well just put a gun to your head because it's not going to matter. In about 30 seconds, you're going to get killed. Wyoming, you shouldn't be talking. You're already dead, right? And anybody around there, South, North Dakota, okay? Turn your back and get praying, right? I have a feeling that's going to happen during the tribulation because I explained a third of the sky is dark and blocking uh, the light. Of the sun the moon and the stars if a yellow if not yellowstone if a volcano erupts new like mount saint hella for instance the ash burrows through the sky and it blocks out light that is how a lot of plant life died during the dinosaurs extinction from that asteroid, there was a lot of ash there was a lot of uh, like the tsunamis that brought out the water onto the lands too we 're talking about mile high tsunamis, great tsunamis um, same thing with Yellowstone with uh, instead of it being tsunamis it could be ash blocking out the sky, blocking out the sunlight blocking out the moonlight blocking out the starlight you can 't see anything there's ash in the sky and you 're sitting there saying where 's the stars yeah because there 's ash in the sky sucker look out you know. Um, I remember a while back I even had a dream of some type of uh, asteroid impact. I'll talk about it in another episode. It was a great dream. I don't think it was biblical, though. Um, Excuse me. So seal number five, the martyrs cry out, how long? How long will God allow these people to kill us and martyr us, right? It's number five it says a star falls and is given the key to the abyss locusts in the smoke coming out of the abyss torment those with the mark of the beast for five months. Um, this is after the mark of the beast is um, set up right mark of the beast uh, of the f- beast for five months for five months people who have taken the mark of the beast will be tortured by locusts. I just want to explain something right now about these locusts, okay? These locusts aren't just your regular, okay, there's a grasshopper running at me and I'm scared for my life. No, these locusts are, in fact, let me just pause the recording and find a description. Okay, I pulled it up right here. You got to see this, okay? Revelations chapter 9, verses 7 through 10. This is just boggling, okay? Describes the appearance of locusts. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared into battle and on their heads whereas it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as faces of men, and as, ha- and had, <laughs> this is creepy, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as white as the teeth of lions. you got to, like, you've got to find, if you just type in locusts in the Bible of Revelations, um, and you just look at, so, like, I got this artwork right in front of me, and oh my gosh, like some of the some of the artwork that people have made are just, I mean, they're they're scorpions practically. I mean, they really are. They are so unbelievably scary, so unbelievably creepy. And this is dang right the uh, the justice and judgment of God because these come out and they torture people, torment people who have taken the mark of the beast for five months approximately. But it also states in the Bible that they're not allowed to take any, any life of anything green, such as plants, anything like that, right? I don't know why, but that's just what it says. Okay, let's go back into this, all right? Okay, verse, uh, uh, the, the sixth one, which is signs in the sky and earthquakes. Four angels in charge of 200 million, holy mackerel, 200 million mounted tropes are released to kill a third of mankind. The rest of mankind does not repent. Just take a flipping minute to think about that. That just smacked me in the face because I just read this for the first time in months. Four angels in charge of not one, but two hundred million mounted troops are released to kill a third of mankind. I just want you to imagine right now, okay, America, right now, flaunts its military at Russia, okay? We're sitting here, we're saying, look, our F-16s, our A-10s, they're enough to level the bunker underneath your bunker. War machine, dude. Talk about it. We sit here and flaunt our military like it's a big swinging dick in the room, okay? Imagine, imagine the U.S. military trying to take out 200 million um, just angels. I mean, seriously, mounted angels, battle-ready, getting ready to kill a third of mankind. That would be a spectacle. Talk about an alien invasion. We say, you say, oh, it's the aliens. No, dude, this is worse, okay? Mankind still doesn't repent, and that's what it says right there. We're going to talk about what happens after these, okay? After the seals are open and the three uh, three and a half years are done with that, okay, the Antichrist sets up the abomination of desolation in the temple. Basically, he sits in the temple and proclaims himself to be a god. The ultimate blasphemy. He sets up the mark of the beast system. I'm just browsing through this, so if you don't understand what I'm saying, just continue listening and just bear with me. I'm just cruising right through this. Sets up the mark of the beast system. Anybody who takes the mark. Uh, or anybody who does not take the mark, excuse me, anybody who does not take the mark, the mark will be something equivalent. In my opinion, it'll probably be like a a microchip. It might be um, like some type of tattoo. Remember in World War II, if you were Nazi, you had to get a tattoo on like your head or your uh, arm or your hand or whatever, it's like that. It's probably like a microchip, it's like a a tattoo, a vaccine, um, because I know that COVID and, and the vaccines and the scare around that, it might, be a, it might just be your typical flu shot type of thing like that. You take this mark, you are pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist, and you are never going to make it to heaven. You are basically condemning yourself, damning yourself at the highest degree to hell by taking this mark because if you do not take this mark, you can't buy or sell. Now, I want you to picture the world in the tribulation, okay? A ton of people went missing, 3.5 uh, years ago in the rapture. So you got to mail out your cards, your Christmas cards to family in August, right? That's how long it's going to take for you to get your card to your friend and, you know, friend across the States. You got to mail your card in August, okay? The the world is just, I mean, everybody's affected, right? Not only that, you got this rotten pig, uh, the Antichrist, okay? Piece of crap, garbage, Right? You got him sitting on the throne. He's saying, hey, you got to take this mark. and You got to pledge your allegiance to me. You got to worship me, right? And if you don't take it, we're going to martyr you. They won't say that, but you will be a martyr. You know, if you you still believe in God, you don't take my mark and denounce God. We're going to straight up freaking kill you. It doesn't matter what you believe. We're going to kill you no matter what. You don't, you're not, you're not with us. You're against us type of mentality, right? And if you don't take this, Mark, you can't buy or sell anything. You can't buy a toothbrush. You can't sell an OnlyFans page. You can't buy your local McDonald's. You can't buy a house, a loan, a lease. Doesn't matter what it is. You can't buy anything. Heck, you couldn't even buy, I mean, anything. Anything at all. A grocery bag, right? Talk about having to loot stores and stuff. Talk about having to steal crap, you know? Commit a sin in and of itself. That's how bad of a time period that period is going to be. It's horrible. Anyways. Okay, Um, two witnesses, obviously that explains the two witnesses who will uh, preach for Christ um, and then get killed, obviously, and it's that whole thing. We'll go into that in a minute, but uh, apostate church destroyed, uprising against the Antichrist. He wins marriage supper at the Lamb Armageddon and second coming. Those things happen at the end of the tribulation when Christ comes back, right? The uh, trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments. Let's get right into this right now. Okay, so trumpet judgments. So I did already go through these, but I'm going to go through um, individually and and just brush through them. Okay, the first trumpet judgments, this comes after the seal judgments. The first trumpet that is blown by the angels uh, angels in heaven. First trumpet uh, makes the green grass and one-third of the trees burned up. Second judgment. One-third of the sea becomes blood. One-third one of ships and sea life destroyed or killed. Third trumpet. A third of waters turned bitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fourth judgment. A third of, sun, of the sun, the moon, and the stars do not shine. Blocked out by light. Or blocked out with light. Or from light. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Fifth judgment. Locusts wield the beast's military power. Sixth judgment. 200 million um, men army, a third of mankind killed. Seventh judgment, which is the best one, the kingdom of God is declared. The kingdom of God is of this world, right? Antichrist, you suck that and you get paid. You know, there you go. Now we're going to move on to what is called the seven bulls of wrath. This is the wrath judgment. It's where the bulls of the judgment the wrath of God are being poured out onto the earth. you got to see these ones. These ones are probably the worst of it all, okay? And the first one is just crazy, right? The first bull, malignant ulcers appear on those with the mark of the beast. Imagine you took that mark and all of a sudden the next day you wake up and you're just, remember Job from the Bible, the stuff that he got on his skin? You're just Oh, it's disgusting. Imagine living with acne all your life and then having to deal with that, right? Second bold judgment, which is in Revelation 16, 3. Uh, The sea turns to blood. All living creatures in the sea die. All living creatures. Megalodon doesn't exist. Doesn't matter. It's dead, okay? Third, Revelation 16, 4 through 7. Drinking water turns to blood. Men given blood to drink. Disgusting. Okay, fourth judgment, Revelation 16, eight through nine, the sun becomes extremely hot and scorches men. People can sit here and say, oh, the sun is not going to go supernova, but it will turn into a red giant within the next, uh, what was it? 12 billion years, something like that. I believe that it could happen sooner than that, just by God's timing. I mean, look at how much global warming has taken effect. Look at Venus. And I know we're going off topic, but I need to add on to this. Okay, not add on to it, but give my opinion. Okay. I have a theory about that, right? Global frickin' warming. People don't believe in it. Donald Trump himself said it was a Chinese hoax, okay? Global warming is the sense of carbon dioxide emissions trap the sunlight into the planet. Look at planet Venus. And I know you're like, get back onto the judgments. We'll get there, okay? Just pay attention, right? Look at planet Venus. Planet Venus is a planet that has nothing but carbon dioxide and very little, car- uh, very little oxygen, right? co2 the sunlight that enters planet venus does not escape that is why venus is hotter than mercury and mercury is the closest planet to the sun venus is so hot that the soviet union sent lead and um, all sorts of these light, like uh, what's it called titanium alloy probes to venus and they burned up within the first five minutes it was horrible Okay, that is basically what this is. It's like, you know, the sun is going to scorch. The sun becomes extremely hot and scorches men, mankind, right? Uh, bowl number five, Antichrist kingdom struck with darkness, Revelation 16, verses 10 through 11. Uh, the sixth one, which is interesting, this is really interesting, uh, Euphrates, uh, re- the Euphrates River dried up, and the armies gathered for Armageddon, the Battle of Armageddon, Revelation 16, verses 12 through 16. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, the bold judgments, the seventh, the final one. Worldwide earthquake. Cities collapse. A hundred listen to this. A hundred and twenty pound hailstones fall from the friggin' sky. Man almighty. Can you imagine that? You're 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 driving down the street. Probably not driving, you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden just a hundred and twenty pound uh, Hailstone hits you in the head and you're just like, okay, well, this sucks. I got a concussion the size of the Hulk, All right? Um, it's just crazy, man. That is that is going to happen. And I I don't want to be here for that, okay? After the bowl judgments, Battle of Armageddon, right? And just when the Antichrist thinks he's taking over the planet, just when Satan thinks that he has won, Jesus Christ himself is going to return for his second coming with his saints, glorifying him, As he arrives and he will touch down on the Mount of Olives and his kingdom will be established on this planet after he throws the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire permanently and forever for all eternity. Rightfully so, where those two, excuse my language, but right where those two bastards deserve to be. And that will be final. So that being said, this is what happens after the seven year tribulation, right? The judgments and all that. Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Some people will say, oh, it's going to happen mid-tribulation. I can see that. I I could see that. But I don't think there's any Bible verses backing that up being mid-tribulation. It just says, blessed are those who who get to attend the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Correct me if I'm wrong. I probably might be on some other stuff, though, but relating around Marriage Supper. Um, Second coming, Armageddon, Marriage Supper of the Lamb. After that is the thousand-year millennium. This is what the Mormon Church got right. The thousand years, the thousand year reign, the millennium, okay. What is today? This is this is twenty twenty-two, okay? What was a thousand years ago? Nineteen twenty-two. No, dude, that was a hundred. We're talking about a thousand. What was a thousand years ago? Go back. A thousand years ago was the year one thousand twenty-two. So picture this, okay. Just listen to this. Let's say that the thousand year reign starts in twenty thirty. That rain is going to end in the year 3030. We can't even picture the year 2100. Just like people in the year 1900, they couldn't picture the year 2000. Now we're looking back at 2000 and saying, wow, that was a ways away. We're, we're in 2022. <laughs> 2000, <laughs> young people. But in 1900, they, didn't, they, didn't, they couldn't see that crap ahead of them, right? It's going to go by quick. But at the same time, it's going to be a long time, right? Try going through, uh, you know, that was just 100 years, right? right? Like 1900, trying to see uh, 2000, that was 100. Now add on 10, right? There's a 1,000-year millennium. It's a crazy long time, crazy long time, right? And it's going to be a good time too. That is when Jesus Christ is going to establish his government so everybody will be treated fairly. And I want to go into this a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about that thousand years because people sit here and they just say, okay, a thousand years. It's like, okay, a thousand years is an effing long time. People don't talk about it. The Mormon church, you don't talk about it. You need to talk about it. Okay? Okay. What are we going to do during the thousand years? You're telling me that billions of billions, my guess and estimate would be up to 50 billion people are going to, at one point, are going to be on the planet. 50 billion, somewhere around over 10 billion people are going to be on the planet. I believe that during the thousand years, and even though Jesus doesn't specify this in the Bible, and it's not my right to sit here and just say, okay, this is going to happen, but I speculate, and I've talked to God about this so many times, that during this thousand years, we will be able to colonize Mars, we'll be able to help rebuild Mars, we'll be able to probably reverse terraform Venus, because um, Venus was once a habitable planet too, we won't just be subject, excuse me, <coughs> subject to Earth, we will be subject to help heal other planets probably not travel to the nearest galaxy and just be like hang out with some aliens the entire time no 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 no. i'm just saying that's probably that might be some of the things we'll do we might explore the oceans before the new earth or the the old earth passes away because the new earth is not going to have any oceans right we might be able to go and explore the deepest depths of the ocean nobody's going to be able to die because we got our eternal bodies unless you're a tribulation saint right but us who went in the rapture, will have our eternal bodies. We could delve to the bottomest parts of the ocean without having our freaking ears pop and our bodies exploding, right? We could go to the bottom of the Mariana's Trench and figure out if that uh, Megalodon, you know, because obviously the tribulation will probably kill all, all sea life. We could see if we can find the remains of that bad boy, right? Um, there's probably going to be so much stuff we can do, but we need to preface it around Jesus Christ building and establishing his government. Look at our government in America, right? It's corrupt. Now people say, oh, it's not corrupt. Okay, tell me why I can't go get get the same Lamborghini as this person can in California. Tell me why I can't go buy a $500,000 house because I've got $200,000, right? It's corrupt. Nobody should be homeless. Everybody should have health care. Everybody should be treated the same, especially our veterans. Why is there veterans on the street, Mr. Matt? That's what people would ask. I don't know. It's because our government doesn't give a flying rat's ass about them. They don't care about them even though they fought for our country. And you know what? Excuse my language, but fuck them. Fuck the government, right? We need Jesus Christ to come back and establish his government. By the end of that thousand-year reign, when Satan is released from the pit, by the way, he is going to be bound up for a thousand years. I forgot to mention that when he's released from the thousand years for a time, it doesn't specify how much time in the Bible, but for a time he will be released and go out to tempt the nations in the, in the thousand years, there will be people who do not have the resurrected bodies like we did in the rapture, right? Tribulation saints, meaning people who can procreate people who can have children. I believe that the children born in that time period won't realize how good they have it, right? They'll probably learn about the tribulation. They'll be like, wait, this happened you know, 300 years ago? The seven-year tribulation? Oh my gosh, why was that? Wow, that's crazy. But then towards the end, Satan will tempt them, right? and in Jesus's kingdom and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like portray Jesus as some like, you know, mean, evil, just greedy bastard. I'm not trying to portray him as that, but in at the end of the day in the kingdom of God, he's going to make sure that everybody's accounted for. He's going to make sure everybody's needs are fulfilled. But that comes with you can't you cannot turn away from him. So I think these kids, these children, these whoever are going to turn around and they're going to be like, yo, like this, the Satan guy, he just told me that he can give me, you know, more than what God's offering me. And Jesus is going to condemn them because there is, he's not going to, he's not going to tolerate a single ounce of people trying to go above him. Look at what happened to Satan when he tried to go above God. Michael, the archangel, kicked him straight out of heaven, right? That's why I call Satanists the biggest losers because they sit here and worship the guy who got kicked out of heaven. How much of a loser loser do you have to be, Right? I mean, seriously, answer my question. How much of a loser do you have to be? Back on track, thousand years, okay? Doing so much stuff, establishing God's kingdom. There's probably not going to be a whole lot of people saying, "Oh, I don't want God." Oh, yeah, you're going to want God. He's He's the greatest person alive, okay? Literally, right? After the thousand years, the earth and the heavens will pass away, and the great white throne judgment will take place. This is Judgment Day. If you have not accepted God as your Lord and Savior, man, I don't even know what to tell you. Man, let me tell you real quick, though. I'll tell you this, okay? You better pray. I mean, if you you sit here now in 2022 and you're listening to this and you're like, this Matthew guy's full of shit, right? Talking about God and stuff. He's full of crap. I mean, you can say that. But on Judgment Day, you're gonna be looking back, and you like God's gonna show you that exact time that you said that. Not not me. I'm talking about God, not me. He's gonna He's gonna show you. This is when you when you said that you know you were taught you were saying that Matt and the stuff that he was talking about God. You call God full of shit. You you call God wrong when God is all right. Okay, that Judgment Day is is a time period. Where you sinners, right? People who, who don't accept God. We're all sinners, but people who don't accept God, look, dude, you better accept God while you're here. I don't want to, I want to live my life. I don't want to have to put boundaries upon myself. It's not putting boundaries upon yourself. It's freeing yourself. You're already putting boundaries on yourself by living this life. You like sex? Guess what? So does the next guy so does the next guy, right? You like going out to the pub and getting drunk every night? I understand that. Okay, you like smoking weed until you pass out. I understand that. I've been there. But at the end of the day, if you follow God and allow him to change your life and stuff, he'll help you. He'll get you out of that. So on judgment day, he doesn't have to tell you the scariest uh, uh, quote in the Bible, which is also applying to Christians. Pay attention to what I'm about to say. This is also applying to Christians. God says, depart from me, ye of lawlessness or ye of iniquity, for I never knew you. That's not just talking to people who don't believe in God. That's talking to you Christians out there, you pastors out there that sit here and are going to flaunt your works in front of God on judgment day. You're going to say, but God, didn't I cast out demons in your name? But Jesus, didn't, didn't I make any like I did prophecies in your name? Jesus, didn't I save people in your name? And Jesus is going to tell you, yes, you did. You did do that stuff. You did cast out demons in my name. You did save people in my name. You did baptize people in my name. But you never knew me. That's why I'm saying I never knew you and you need to depart from me into eternal torment because you never knew me. Go into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. See, hell was never prepared. More likely, the lake of fire was never prepared for humans. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. Stupid angels who followed him out of heaven, right? That's why he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Ye of lawlessness, depart into everlasting fire, right? Prepared for the devil and his angels, you know? Or maggots, lay as your bed and worms lay as your cover. People sit here and say, hell's a party. I'm going to be honest with you. Not even demons say it's a party. You know what demons pled to God or pled to Jesus about in the Bible? They literally begged Jesus that he send them to the pigs. Like, they that he sent them to possess pigs. And Jesus did that. He granted their wish. Demons begged to Jesus. They said, Jesus, send us to the pigs. Send us to the swine. Because we don't want to go to hell. And now we've got Miss Emily with, with blue hair, LGBTQ head ass, saying hell's going to be a party. I can't even explain you how, how brain dead and wrong you are. I mean... Christ alive, Christ on the cross, help you because you're going to need it. You know, if hell's a party, then Saturn doesn't have rings, right? I mean, seriously. And I mean it, seriously. It's it's disgusting to say that. Hell's not going to be a party. And, oh, yeah, it will be because heaven's just full of restriction. Mm, You're just, I'm not even going to go there. But, yeah. That's the whole thing. Great white throne judgment. Obviously, people will say, well, Matt, what about the judgment seat of Christ? Personally, I believe that's going to take place after the rapture. Right, uh, the elders and stuff in heaven. How 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 are they? You know, are they have the resurrected bodies? How do they have all their crowns? Judgment seat of Christ, right? I also believe the marriage supper of the lamb could happen in the tribulation in heaven, you know, or maybe it could happen after the tribulation. There's, we never know. We'll just have to see. I don't care when it's gonna happen. All I'm looking forward to is it. I'm looking forward to it. Not when, but, you know, it's the rapture too. I'm not, I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm just looking forward to when, like when it happens, you know, not looking forward to exactly when, like, oh, it's going to happen this Saturday, but when it happens, yay, I'm excited, right? So I finally get to leave this place. And the next time I come back, it's going to be in a better place because Jesus is going to be here. He's going to, he's going to take care of all this. You see, Jesus came the first time, right? As God the Father sent him to the planet to save us from our sins, not to condemn us, but to save us that anybody and everybody may have everlasting life, okay? Murderers, idolaters, human traffickers, liars, thieves, stealers, abusers, everybody may obtain salvation through Jesus Christ, okay? Everybody has the chance to do it as long as you are human doesn't matter what your thousand pronouns are Okay, as long as you are human at the end of the day You have the chance and the ability to accept eternal life And I know it sounds cringy to people who are like, oh don't preach your your propaganda religious crap on me It's not preaching propaganda religious crap on you. Okay pay attention Right just pay attention to the message and you might get it stop hardening your hearts and saying oh I just don't like listening to religious stuff. This isn't religion This is This is Christ. This is spirituality. So while you're sitting there fiddling with with little mystical rocks and saying, this rock told me that I'm going to meet my my soulmate in five days, you could be going to God and meeting your soulmate that you'll spend for the rest of eternity. Because guess what? Even the most, listen to what I'm about to say. Even the most beautiful, I mean, self-sustained, gorgeous marriages on this planet, sealed in the temple, right? Right? will come to an end. That is why they say, till death do us part. Because at the end of the day, the most gorgeous marriage, at least one person in that marriage is going to feel heartbreak at the end of the day because their partner passed away. Because one person passed away and another one is still alive, bawling their eyes out because the partner of 80 years just disappeared. They went went into the hands of the Lord same thing applies for abortions all of the poor poor little babies that got aborted all of the poor babies that had, when people have miscarriages imagine how how heartbreaking it is for god to to say all right here you go and he sends a little baby to go down to be this person's baby this person's daughter this person's son and then not even 5 minutes later in heaven that same baby he just he just sent down to earth, is back in his hands, taking their first opening eyes in his hands because this poor woman wants to have an abortion. I'm not, I'm not sitting here and going to argue this entire podcast about abortions. If you want to get an abortion, go get one, right? But pay attention to what would probably happen if you were in that baby's perspective, you know? We're not going to get into the age of accountability right now, but, I mean, think about it. The first time that baby's going to open its eyes, it's going to see Jesus. It's not going to see you. It's not going to see its mother. It's not going to see its father. It's not going to see the nurse. It's going to see Jesus. And then it's going to have to go the rest of its life in heaven, growing and living, because it never had a chance here on earth, and it's your fault. It is. No, I just didn't want to have a kid. I wasn't financially ready. Figure it out. Maybe you shouldn't be having sex with five guys every week, you know, gentlemen, same thing with you, right? All of this stuff happens and, and, and it's going to be portrayed on judgment day, all of it, including myself. I'm I'm not exception, right? I I'm, I'm pardoned through Jesus, right? I'm a sinner, but at the same time I'm redeemed, you know? I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, I'm going to heaven because I did a bunch of good works. No, I'm not. I'm going to heaven because I accepted what Jesus did on the cross. This is the problem that I have with people when they say you got to do a works-based salvation. People will say they'll add on to the gospel. They'll be like, okay, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he lived uh, a perfect righteous life, died on the cross for your sins? People say, uh, of course I do. And then they say, okay, okay. Do you believe that he died and then three days later after dying, he was buried. He was three days later, God raised him from the dead and he was resurrected. They say, absolutely. Then after that, instead of saying, perfect, you are saved. Instead of that, they add on to it and say, okay, but you need to go um, do all these other things. You need to go and get baptized. Uh, you need to go and get married. This is why I left the LDS church because they make it a competition to get to heaven. And I hate that. I absolutely thoroughly hate that. Heaven shouldn't be a competition. Anybody who makes it a competition is a sucker, and you're put, you're putting people down. It's so disgraced. Okay, they say, oh, the celestial kingdom. In order to get there, and if this is true, then I I I, I take accountability. Okay, I'm wrong. But if it's not, I'm going to say it right now. They say to get to the celestial kingdom, the highest kingdom where God Himself is. Right? To get there, you have to get baptized you have to get married and sealed in the temple like married in the temple and then you have to endure to the end and then pass away you not realize the amount of people who've passed away and not got married in the temple and you're telling them oh you're not going to the celestial kingdom stop making it a competition that's just that stop reading look i was going to say stop reading your book of mormon but that's not right for me to say it's like me saying stop reading your bible but read your bible okay I'm not trying to like completely dog on the Mormon church, but man, some of the crap in there is so contradictory. They say, oh, this is the second portion of my podcast. It's like they say, oh, well, uh, uh, the three kingdoms, right? The terrestrial, the Telestial, the Celestial, right? Those aren't in chronological order. I just was saying them out loud. But they sit here and say the Celestial Kingdom, right, is the sun, you know, they say that uh, the lowest kingdom is, is uh, the stars, right, or something like that. And then, like, the second highest kingdom is, is what was it, the moon or whatever, or, or like, the earth. Um, not the earth, like, like the moon. And then, like, the celestial was, like, the sun or whatever. Well, when you really look into it, I mean, there's there's suns that are unimaginably bigger than the, than our son. So explain what those kingdoms are. There's kingdoms bigger than the kingdom of God. It doesn't make sense. And not only that, but in the, bio, in the whole, uh, oh my gosh, I'm getting the words mixed up in the book of Mormon. They say that people at the lowest kingdom won't be able to see God. They'll just be able to see angels. Okay. If that's the case, then how come in the Bible, it said Jesus himself said, where I am, you may be also now Mormons want to stay quiet. I mean, seriously. Right? Pay attention to your Bible. Look, I get it. The Book of Mormon is great. And there's cool stuff in there. Believe me. I've read the Pearl of Great Price. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff in there that contradicts the Bible. Such as that. I'm not trying to say that the Word of God is wrong. But you can not agree that everybody who believes in Jesus will damn right see Jesus. You don't have to you don't have to work your way up to heaven. You have to work your way to see God. You receive your salvation and then you work it out. You don't work for your salvation. This is the problem I have with people on TikTok too who preach this stuff. They say you got to repent of your sins and then you receive your salvation. No. No, because you're working towards it. Don't do that. This is the thing about The tribulation too they're not people in the tribulation who are not tribulation saints who take the antichrist side they're going to be fooled they're going to be like we're not taking we're not repenting you stupid we're sitting here with the antichrist he's got it all under, under control when in all reality he's the person who has the least amount of control right that's the problem with mormonism that's the problem with a lot of these backwards religions picture this Ready? I want you to picture this. And if you are Mormon, if you are LDS, I need you to shut up and just listen to this for a second, okay? I want you to picture a line, right? Just a line, okay? And that line is going backwards. It's going to the left. It's going backwards. That is humanity. And at the end of that line, which is going backwards, is hell, okay? Okay? At the front of that line, where the line is not going to, is heaven, right? Everybody on this line, literally everyone, you, me, Santa, it doesn't matter, is going backwards. At one point in that line, God was looking at it, scratching his chin, and he said, You know what? I'm going to send Jesus down because I love every single person who's on that line. I know every single one individually to the bone more than to, to the bone. I know them completely, right? Before they were even born. I mean, talk about, talk about mortal existence, you know? So he sent Jesus onto that line. And for the first time since Adam and Eve, somebody on the planet is going forward. That's Jesus. And then Jesus died, passed away, gave his spirit into God's hands. And then God raised him three days later. And not only did he continue going on that line, he made it to the very end to heaven. Anybody now who sees that separate line on that line, right? That's going forward instead of back. Anybody who hops on that line immediately goes to heaven because your salvation is is in christ it's not in your works you don't you don't turn around and try to you know i'm running all the way i'm running up the line no because you're just standing in one place while the line is going backwards you're trying to go forward but you're just running in place you think you're going forward you haven't moved an inch it's the same principle for hell right the same principle for outer darkness for hell for hell right People in hell who have been burning for billions of trillions of billions of years haven't made one centimeter out of it since the day they went in. And people sit here and have the balls, the gut, the nerve to say hell is going to be a party. I said it once, I'll say it again. If hell is going to be a party, then Saturn doesn't have friggin' rings, okay? Hell is not going to be a party. It's going to be a horrible, horrible place prepared for the devil and rightly so, his angels right you don't want to go there okay co- go ahead go ahead worship the devil go ahead do it you're wor- you know they say the biggest loser is a tv show in my opinion i think the biggest loser is satan himself look at him he had god's most precious gift he was god's most beautiful angel and he couldn't even take it he couldn't even handle it talk about being a pussy seriously and you want to worship him you're a joke Matthew, you're being too horrible on it. You're being too wrathful. It would be wrathful if I said, okay, well, you're an idiot and I want to kill you so you can go to hell faster. That's wrath. I'm simply telling them what they are, right? Because if you do worship the devil, not only are you stupid enough to do it, J Station, I'm talking about you. You, just, you lack some, some smart in you. You can't even read a book, right? But not only that, you're just completely misguided by the devil. That's why I call him an idiot and not you completely. Because he sits here and turns people away from God. That's what he's going to do in the tribulation. Here's a fun fact about the Antichrist. In the tribulation, I'm not saying it's Vladimir Putin, by the way, but in the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to have the spirit of the devil completely possessed of the devil. So don't say, oh, he's going to sit here and he's going to worship God. No, he's going to proclaim himself as God. He's going to do the exact same thing that Satan did in heaven. Well, tried to do in heaven before Michael came and whooped them out, right? I mean, I mean seriously, he's gonna do it on Earth. He's gonna say, "I'm in this temple that I made, that I had Israel made for me. This peace treaty. I set up the abomination of desolation if I pronounced it right. I'm the one. I'm God. I am God. I'm this. I'm that. Right? You know, in in, in pagan and Satanism and stuff like that." Instead of, it, instead of it being, you know, trust in God and trust in God's will, they say, let thy own will be done instead of let God's will be done. We talk about a copycat. You want to hear two other things before I conclude this podcast? Just for those of you who aren't, who aren't you know, religious, aren't spiritual, who don't believe in God, I want you to picture this real quick. People say, oh, prove that God's real without the Bible. Right now I'm going to prove it to you. Are you ready for this? Take two words, good and bad. Simple kindergarten words. We learned these when we were young. Good and bad, okay? Take the word good, right? And then take the word God. Good is God with one more O. Oh, did I say good and bad? I meant good and evil. Sorry, good and evil. Good is just God with one more O. Evil is devil without the D, right? And counteract it, okay? Evil is devil without... Without the D, right? Devil is evil with a D. Good is God with an extra O. God is good without, you know, with one less O. God is good. The devil is evil. There's your proof that God exists. Well, that's not valid proof. Read your Bible. I don't know what to tell you. Either you're just going to sit there and just deny God until you see him on judgment day. Or you're going to sit here and... You're just going to argue, 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 argue to get your own way. You know, sometimes it has to take you. This is the the thing that God said. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. He wasn't saying literally go grab a knife and cut your hand off. He was saying do erratic things to stop that sin. Do erratic things, anything to get you to stop doing that sin. It's better for you to enter into heaven with, you know, one arm or one eye, I think it was, one eye, than it is to enter into hell with two eyes. It's better for you to enter into heaven with no legs than it is for you to enter into hell with two legs, right? I mean, talk about hell being a party. Man, can't even tell you how wrong you are. Yeah, it's like saying the tribulation's is going to be a party. And look at what I just read. I have it right here, Right? Except, gotta get it back, right? I mean, <laughs> literally right here. <laughs> you know, a third of the sky being darkened, right? Stars hitting the hitting the oceans, maybe even Yellowstone erupting. Even though that's not directly said in the biblical, in, in the Bible, right? I mean, the angels, the two hundred million that are going to be released to kill a third of mankind. And you probably will be a third part of that third, right? The scorpions, uh, what's it called? The uh, locusts—they're gonna be tormenting people who take the the mark of the beast. I mean, this is stuff that you gotta prepare for if you don't believe in God. This is stuff that you have to—you have to take into consideration. It's called the harvest for a reason, you know. You know, they harvest, it's said like this, it actually says on my notes, right? It's like they're harvesting wheat, meaning people who believe in God, and all the tares will be thrown to hell where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right? Seriously. What I want you to take out of this episode today is just consider... Your relationship with Jesus. People will say, Oh, I've known Jesus for twenty-seven years. Oh, I've known Jesus for three. Oh, I've known him for two. I've known him for you know since I was baptized at eight. I've known him since I was this, that, or the other thing. On jud are you looking forward to the rapture? Are you looking forward to judgment day? If you're not looking forward to the rapture, then you gotta fix something. Man, Matthew, I'm scared that I'm gonna get left behind. Don't be scared. It doesn't matter what sin you've committed as long as you've repented of it and as long as you have believed that Jesus has forgiven you. And let me tell you something, there was something that there was something that I learned the other day. It was actually yesterday, not the other day. That really shocked me. Okay. God is more willing to forgive you than he is uh, than you are to repent. Right? He's more he's more eager to forgive you of your sins than you are eager to repent to him that should say a lot he's not gonna sit there and say you you called your mom a you know a bitch i mean, did screw you i'm not i'm not forgiving you you know no he's gonna say look i forgive you but please don't commit that sin again go work things out with your mom she loves you right you'll you'll probably end up telling you that okay everybody struggles we all struggle So yeah, anyways, look, I'm going to end off the episode a little early. We're at 53 minutes, but I do want you to uh, take this episode into consideration. I will be back again for episode three of the lonesome podcast to talk about something else. I don't know what yet, but thank you to anybody and everybody listening to this episode. I sincerely uh, am thankful that you have spent your time out of your day uh, to come and listen to this with me and I appreciate it. Man, that Russia versus Ukraine thing is going nuts right now. Still, I think I might talk about that again, but uh, we'll see. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Lonesome Podcast. I have been your humbled host, Matt Palmer. It's been a pleasure for you to join me today, and I will see you on the next episode of The Lonesome Podcast. If you would like to get in contact with me to give, give me your feedback, let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. Go ahead and talk to me. I accept anybody and everybody. Criticism, comments, feedback, compliments, it doesn't matter if you want to get in contact with me, my Instagram is Matthew Palmer with two T's and two R's. And if you want to get my Snapchat to give me more direct uh, uh, feedback, there. Last episode I said it was Soulless MP. It's not Soulless MP anymore. It's Lonesome Matt One. Go ahead and add that. <clears throat> and with that being said, thank you for the, for uh, joining me this episode. I will see you on the next episode. Get right with God because the Rapture is happening soon. And uh, yeah.